Demons Discuss TV Review, Season 1, Episode 5. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I'm Valerie. With me is Angela and Jean. Hello, ladies. Hey, everyone. Hello, everyone. Angela, what are we talking about today? We are talking about A Discovery of Witches, Episode 5. We're going to delve further into the story, and things are just getting good. Good. Really good. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into that, uh, I'd like to thank our patrons who have sponsored this episode. Our patrons help us pay for media hosting, image and music licensing, software, giveaway items, and more. We owe them a lot, especially this past year. So we try to repay them in our own little ways. Gene, how do we repay our patrons? We give them extra episodes, which we call the after show, which are just bonkers. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Bananas. (laughs) Yeah, you get to spend more time with us. Wait, let let me just plug our holiday episode because one of our patrons, Michelle, so kindly said it's very similar to the after show. So if you want a taste of what the after show is, listen to our holiday episode. Yes, the one with Festivus for the rest of us. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Perfect. And if an extra dose of demons isn't enough, as the levels increase, we have all kinds of swag. Yay! Stickers, totes. Oh my God! Whatever Valerie can dream up. And what I dream up sometimes is ridiculous, guys. <laughs> Patron swag is different than what you're going to find in our Red Bubble store. So there is that too. It's exclusive. Right. In the true meaning of the word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sometimes people say exclusive, and it's like, uh, I don't think that word means what you think it means. (laughs) No, this is truly exclusive to our patrons. So if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash demons discuss. There's that. And just a reminder to you all, we're going to discuss this TV show during the first part of this episode, but we will do a book comparison at the end. And if you haven't read the books yet, we will warn you that we are about to enter the spoiler zone so you can stop the podcast episode if you don't want spoilers. If you don't care, feel free to stick with us till the very end. And this episode is sponsored by our random patron sponsor, Stephen Close. Yay! 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 Stephen! Our discusser in chief and one of our very first listeners that wasn't a relative or a beta tester. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for everything, Stephen, and thank you for being a patron. All right, get in the wagon. It's time to go. Let's go, guys. Start it up. All right. Start it up. All right. So, when we open with Matthew driving away from Septor, and then we... Oh, oh God. In the witch water. Oh, my God. Yes, he's driving away, and it's starting to rain. Harder and harder and sideways. It's kind of like a Texas rain. (laughs) It's an angry rain. We discussed our last episode. It's like, if he knew that was Diana, would he have turned around? Probably not. It's Matthew. (laughs) Is it funny now that I think that it's an emotional rain? I know. (laughs) So emotional. (laughs) So sad. Seriously, that was sad. Very sad. sad. Last episode. Oh, my God. But beautifully done. It was. Yes. Okay, so then we flash to Diana in the tub. Martin and Isabeau are standing by while she's soaking herself and getting over what just happened, which was the witch water, which was... Yeah, them standing there was kind of odd. <laughs> it was odd. Person, like, they were like peeking in like, okay, she done now? <laughs> it was, well, and I'm not going to give away spoilers because we have the spoiler zone for that, but it's it's almost like there was like book residue and yes. you, had to, like, you should be brushing that off. You should, they should have dusted that off. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, why are they staring at me taking a bath? (laughs) All right. So Mart goes ahead and tells, well, Marth, what do they they call her in the show? Marta. Marta. Okay. So those of you who are familiar with the TV show and I pronounce it Mart because it's it's just habit. Proper. Yes. They're both proper. They're both proper. So if you hear Mart and I'm saying Mart, I mean Martha. Let's just say Mart, Marth, Marth, Marta, Martha are all the same people. So if we ever slip into any one of those four, it's Mart. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So Mart says that was witch water and she had never seen it come from somebody like that. 
not for centuries. So we're clued in that this was kind of a big deal, the thing Diana just did. Yes. So now then the next scene, Matthew pulls up to his house and he meets Marcus and Miriam. Oh, Miriam's coat. Miriam's Sorry. coat. <laughs> I had a moment when I saw that coat. This costume designer knows coats. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, and, and she just dresses Miriam like my young self. I mean, between that coat and the metal trim and then the, I think it's the New Order shirt she has on underneath it. I saw a shirt. T-shirt. I saw a shirt similar to one she was wearing. I think it was like a old school Guns N' Roses T-shirt. Maybe that was it. That I yeah, saw. it was an old school concert T-shirt. I think. Yeah. Oh, the mini. I had to take note of the mini. Come on now. <laughs> oh, there you go. Exactly. I mean, Miriam is badass yeah. here. I just love her. And then she just gets out of that car and she's pissed. Yes. Ah. Oh. Yeah, she's just, hot. Coming in she's, hot, yeah, Matthew. She's coming in hot. And Matthew's just stand there like doing yeah. the Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> the lab's secured. We've accounted for everything. It was witches. There's symbols everywhere. They tried hacking into the computers. They failed, of course. Our servers are impenetrable. I need to see it for myself. This is Peter Knox's doing. It's because of you, Matthew. We've run this lab for years without being noticed, flown under the radar of humans and creatures. Then suddenly it's all jeopardized because you decide to mate with a witch. That is enough, Miriam. <laughs> so they give him a report on the lab being broken into. Miriam tells him that they weren't able to get into their systems and the lab is essentially secure. So Matthew's pretty upset and he's like, oh, this is Peter Knox's doing. And then Miriam gives him an earful about, I, oh, yeah, I yes. know that was you mating because I'm the only one in this room who has ever mated before, which I imagine for people who have or only seen the TV show, that would be like, oh, what's this thing about? It's significant folks stay tuned stay tuned <laughs> yeah this is a big uh, bfd yes mating is a bfd and miriam's like you had to hook up with a damn witch you know we've been on the down low for years and here you go damn it you know? yeah yeah and then marcus is like domenico knows too and yeah he was kind of like meek there which was kind of <laughs> like uh yeah by the way domenico knows too <laughs> and then he also asks you think this is about diana and then matthew's like duh of course it's like about Diana, you know? Then while they're having this little conversation, he catches a scent and he's like, oh, I know that scent. And then he walks yeah. off and Miriam's like, oh shit, here we go. Call Baldwin. Call him. Yeah. I, she's <laughs> like, you need to call Baldwin. I thought, why didn't she call Baldwin? Why did she make Marcus call Baldwin? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I love that she did, but it's it's almost like she's she's running on the standard operating procedure. That's her first reaction. Call Baldwin. I don't want to, let's not mess yeah. this up further. Yeah. Let's yeah. go down the checklist, right? <laughs> yes. We need to loop him in on this because this is going to go, right. go in the sh dumpster. It's going to turn into a dumpster fire in the next five minutes. It kind of did. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. So we switch scenes again, and Matthew is on the hunt, man. He's just, the ominous music is playing, and we know he's on the hunt, man. He's looking for whoever. But here's an interesting thing, back of the bus, literally, for okay. a second. It's, it's like, it's so not only does she make Marcus make the call, Baldwin's giving Marcus an earful about, you know, when Matthew goes down this road, he never just destroys himself. He drags everybody in with it. So he's like schooling Marcus about, you really need to keep an eye on him too and schooling the viewer that yeah. you know Matthew can get wheels off which which is why it was a good choice to have Marcus call because Miriam, oh, yeah. Miriam would be like I know preaching to the choir Baldwin and then yeah. you know, Matthew would have called it would have been deaf ears yes 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 over his head in one ear out the other Marcus at least you, you are literally schooling him and the TV audience yes mm -hmm. so when we flash back to lab and Marcus is explaining to the situation of Baldwin and Baldwin is like what mated what and then Marcus is like no no but he's trying to hold it off man <laughs> I, I, I just think I think he was like not that we got it visually, but he, he, there was something about him where he's like, oh man, I just fucked up. I want to curl. You know, you, you got the, the <laughs> yeah. audio version of, I'm just going to curl up in a corner now because I just fucked this up six weeks to Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> So, needless to say, Baldwin is not happy. He's like, oh, but I thought this was about the book. And Mark is like, well, it started being about the book. And then it 
stop being about the book. You know, that was about more than the book. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know poor Marcus. <laughs> He's like, I'm only 300. What do you want from me? <laughs> I know. I'm just a baby. <laughs> We go back to Septour. This just scenes flash back and forth. Yeah. Isabeau is taking Diana hunting. She's going to test Diana a bit. She explains to Diana that is not all glamour with vampires. Hunting is relentless and brutal. And then I love how they did this. They flash back to Matthew, who's being relentless and brutal right here. Yes. Oh, he was such a glorious dick in that whole scene. Right? I mean, he was so evil to Jillian, and she fucking deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Still marking undergraduate essays. Is that why you're jealous of Diane? I'm not jealous of her. Or is this about preferment? As Knox told you, you're going to rise in the ranks. Why did you break into my lab? I smelt your scent. What are you looking for, I wonder? Tell me. Makes me sick that she'd debase herself with a vampire. He was right. Assuming all kind of wiped from the face of the earth, the better. <laughs> she had a common. Oh, yeah, she had it coming. <laughs> she sure did. It was a great illustration how they went back and forth. It did have oh, to, it wasn't just the linear, you know, here's Isabeau and Diana's not going to get scared. It's It was, a, I guess, a demonstration of variety. Yes. Well, and what was interesting is not only did this, the way the scenes cut back and forth, but visually you've got Isabeau who's zigzagging back and forth and, and disappearing and reappearing. And then there's Matthew who, who's just steady, steady and single-minded. Yes. And just totally relentless and just grabs her and there's nothing pretty about this kill. No. And I don't I don't think this is a spoiler, but in, in the books, he's described as very single-minded. When he sees his obstacle, he just chops his way through it and gets to the yes. end. And that is very yeah. much illustrated or demonstrated. Actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a direction in the script to that effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then back to the woods with Isabeau and Diana. Isabeau warns Diana to not get anywhere near her because if she confuses Diana with the animal... She hey, she may just eat her, you know. So stay away from me. (laughs) And then we go back to Matthew's hunt and we see him pacing Jillian. It felt like hours till she turned around and realized the camera work was beautiful though. You just saw him as a little blurry figure in the back. You're like, oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I love how Matthew, when he finally confronts her, he dresses her down verbally. Mm -hmm. Oh, he was just so mean. <laughs> yes. Like I said, he was just such a glorious dick about it. Yeah. He just, just played with her and, and got under her skin and she deserved all of it. It's like jealous and, oh, look, you're still marking papers. It yeah. was just so dismissive. Mm-hmm. It was manipulative like Peter was manipulative. He was pushing all of her buttons. And, right. You yeah. know. But he wasn't nice about it. Peter was like that sickly nice about it. Oh, I mean, yeah. There was no doubt that Matthew, Matthew was upfront about what he was doing. He yeah. was just like. And it was no mistake that it was in defense of Diana. It wasn't like he was acting on an impulse and he needed human blood or he wanted to kill someone. It was all about Diana still. Oh, yeah. Right. And all the while, while we're doing this, we're flashing back to Isabeau and Diana's adventures. Both Isabeau and Matthew are about to strike. I think Isabeau goes for a fox. Yes. (laughs) I I could help flash back to our own podcast episode where I'm like, she's going to have a crunchy snack. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) You know what? That's what I thought of when I saw that scene where she's just wiping her mouth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Isabel has another snack. You know? <laughs> but what was so funny is instead of with it being the fox, is like you've got the visual tie into Jillian with the red hair. Yes. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. I mean, that was just super clever in the way they had her in a in a floral floor print dress, which that seems to be the go to for her with a costume designer. But it also kind of evoked the whole idea of the forest, too. Yeah. So the way they subtly visually tied those two scenes together yeah. was just both flora and fauna right there. Mm-hmm. So Isabel gets her fox and Matthew goes for Jillian's neck. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Because we yeah. had seen Matthew do this. Mm-hmm. While he's uh, sucking on her blood, he's getting some information. He's seeing everything Jillian did in the lab, including yeah. taking pictures. I like that effect they did. Yes. As Jillian's blood supply was depleted. So was the information flow was all wigging out yeah. towards yeah. the end. And here we are again, the second or another demonstration of how you can get information from the blood for the TV viewers. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a one off. Finally, Matthew's had enough and he lets, he, he drops her. And, I know. That was like fun. <laughs> and, you know, he didn't even like worry about the body. That's what was hilarious to me. I was like, oh, you're just going to leave her there? And he's like, oh, well, let me grab her phone right quick. And then he walks off and I'm like, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he has no handler to clean up after him. No, <laughs> yeah, it's he like he was going to call in, call in the cleaners. I guess I yeah. don't know. It's like, don't you have people, Marcus? <laughs> Poor Marcus. <laughs> yeah, Marcus just got reamed out in the first episode for leaving James <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the street. Don't. But I've said this on Twitter. I'm like, don't do as I do, do as I say. And Deb is like, absolutely, that's Matthew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So back to Isabel and Diana and. We catch Isabel mid bloody snack, <laughs> and Diana's not phased. She's not like, at all. No. Yeah, she's like, yeah, okay, that's it. Can we go home now? This is the nature of vampires. Could you be with my son, knowing that he kills? That hunting like this is the only way for him to survive. If you're trying to frighten me away from your son, you failed. Marta said this wouldn't be enough to make you reconsider. Well, she was right. Can we go home now? She sounded like such a petulant kid. Yeah. It was like that, that flat aff- affect. I don't know. I can't decide whether it was the most perfect thing ever or why did she play it like that? Yeah. So tell me how, tell me what she said. Remind me. Um, Can we go home now? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, I'm done. Let's go home. Yeah. Or something and like then that. she's like, uh, did you think this was going to be pretty? Can you accept my son that he has to hunt and kill? And then Diana's like, yeah, I see. Can we go home now? Yeah. It was like the eight year old. I'm done. Right. Yeah. Let's go home. It's like, oh, so you ate something. Cool. All right. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> So the next scene, someone is ringing a doorbell somewhere who we've come to know as Sylvia goes to answer the door. And it's Jillian, who apparently has used the last She's bit of her not sh- dead yet. <laughs> last bit of her strength to yeah, crawl very pale. To, Sil- to Sylvia's house and slap her hand on that doorbell. She got that done. <laughs> and then she collapses on the stoop. That was like her last bit of energy. Yeah. Okay. So again, the scene switches and this next scene, it seems to be we're in the witch's archives and Peter has gotten the report from Sylvia about Jillian at this point. I guess they got the information from Sylvia, but now they know that Matthew and company are studying witch's DNA. Sylvia reports that Miss Chamberlain took photos when she was inside the laboratory, but de Clermont took her phone. Can Sylvia tell us anything that Jillian saw? It appears the vampires are studying witches' DNA. What's Clermont up to? Testing witches? It's good Miss Chamberlain discovered it. But why did she break into a vampire laboratory in the first place? She could have been killed. Matthew de Clermont abducted her friend. She must have been acting out of concern for Diana. Will one of us need to go to Oxford? Sylvia will handle Oxford and Gillian Chamberlain. Will be needed here. Wasn't that look on Satu's face just priceless? Yes. I mean, it's like you could just see the gears turn in her head, and she was just going rogue in that moment. Yep. Well, at this point, she doesn't trust Peter for shit. You know, well, she's not stupid. Yeah. No. And that other witch in the congregation, the the witch that barely says anything, that dude, that bald dude, yeah, yeah. Sigmund or whatever his name is, <laughs> he's Sigmund. the only guy that seems to have some ethics in that little. <laughs> 
that little coven. But doesn't say anything. No. Well, he does say, hey, why is Jillian up in Matthew's lab? She could have been killed. And Peter's like, oh, well, Jillian was worried about her friend who Matthew kidnapped. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Peter's just being dishonest. And Satu's side-eyeing him the whole freaking time. She knows that Peter directed Jillian via Sylvia to go snooping. Right. Peter isn't even honest with this other guy, which I call him the guy, which what's his name? The guy, (laughs) which the ethical, witch, the one guy that, (laughs) yeah, that guy, that guy. So the other dude is like, uh, will one of us need to go to Oxford? And Peter's like, nah, Sylvia will handle it. We need to be here. Nothing to see here. (laughs) Right. Peter. He's a terrible person. He's horrible. Even more so here. He's, it, he, he is. But just the acting is so fantastic. That makes us feel that way. I know. Ugh. Ugh. Don't like you, Peter. Anyway, <laughs> I don't like him in the books either, but I don't like, I really he's don't like really, him here. He's really awful on In this TV on show. Screen. Yeah. Yes. So we're back to Septour. Diana's outside strolling and she's talking to Sarah on the phone. And then she tells Sarah and Emma about Domenico's visit. Yeah, and the, they knew who Domenico was as soon as that name came out came yeah. over the phone. All right, shit. Then Diana pops on and says, uh, yeah, how come you guys didn't tell me about the covenant? I mean, you kind of left that out. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah's explaining why she didn't bother telling him you, you didn't care about magic. And Sarah had a good point. I yeah. mean, she had an excellent point. It's like, even if I would have told you, you would have been like, shit, I don't care. Right. She would have gotten the, yeah, good. Let's go home. Yeah, because that's... <laughs> At this point in time, that's Only how she Diana would have actually been eight years old. At the time. Yeah. <laughs> so then Diana drops the bomb. She loves Matthew. Period. She's not going to be changed. And Sarah's like, "What? What? What?" Which is vampires? That whole speech. And right. Diana's not yeah. hearing it. And Emily's like, "Hey, what does Matthew say?" And Diana's like, "Well, he hasn't told me how he feels, and that's it." And I'm like, "Oh." oh and then, then we cut. Yes, the cu- we the cut was like the I most love this epic. Scene. I this love this scene. This scene is so perfect. It's a perfect moment in this whole show. Honestly, Hamish, she she is astonishingly powerful, and she's clever and funny. She's full of courage, and don't fall in the trap of thinking for her. This isn't just about the congregation, is it? She's a historian. I. I'm her latest research subject. Ah, when you fear she'll come to know your past. I know about him. And I love you. There are many things in this life one can control. Love is not one of them. If you love her, then don't let anything get in your way. Can I pause? I love that they use the William Morris chairs, just as described in the books. I love the chairs. I'm a chair freak. Oh, my God. I just wanted to say that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, this is like a perfect moment. Yeah. So first off, Hamish is railing at Matthew for leaving Diana with Isabeau. As he should, because, you know, Isabeau's a witch killer. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, not a real bright (laughs) idea again. I mean, it was a big to do that they even went to go visit. And then he's like, I'm going to just leave her here all alone with them, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Isabel's good. She won't bite her head off or anything like that. <laughs> well, and I also got the impression that he did do a nice job of conveying the impression that it also was kind of disrespectful to Isabel to just dump your girlfriend at the house and leave. <laughs> right. I'll be back. Watch this for yeah. me. <laughs> Matthew is confessing that Diana loves him. And he's so cute when he's describing Diana. He loves her. You can see it. Even yeah, before he says anything. It's like, oh, when she's funny and she says, just like, you know. And she's so brave. Uh, oh, she, she was just, oh, I love Matthew Good in this role. He is just killing it. Yeah. Someone totally had pointed is. out on Twitter that he, the way he describes Diana is everything to do about her as a creature or a person and nothing to do about physical description. And they commended the writers for, well, and obviously Deb, because she's the one that has a sort material Mm -hmm. for writing it that way. It has nothing to do with uh, the outer beauty. Yes. She's smart. Mm -hmm. She's so funny. And and you can see it in his face. It was just like, oh, so cool. Anyway, that scene was too short. Anyway. Uh, And then, you know, Tamish and his truth bomb. Oh, yeah. If you love her, don't let anything get in your way. Totally. I just love him. (laughs) He's like one obstacle down. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Well, he thinks it. And then he also brought up the fact that he's like, you know, the congregation shouldn't worry about this. 
this. They don't get on me. And then Matthew's like, well, human and demon is not a problem. They normally don't pay attention to that. But a vampire and a witch, this vampire and that witch is a big deal. And so, yeah, we got that out of the conversation that these two of all creatures getting together is a huge freaking deal. And he managed not to sound like a total dick about it when he's unlike earlier when it's like, yeah, yeah, you you demons. It's nobody really worries about what's going on with you. Right. Pat pat on the head. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't like that this time, which I liked. Yeah. So back to France and Diana's about to, uh, or I'm sorry, Isabeau's about to drop bombshells on Diana about Matthew's past. I mean, it's story time in France. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leaning in. Yep. This is what I wanted you to see. Matthew built it. Blanca and Lucas. Who were Blanca and Lucas? When Matthew was human, he had a wife and son. Yeah, I've got a lot to say about this in our spoiler section, so. Yeah, yeah. So she takes her to the church that Matthew built, and Diana notices the tomb. And then Isabel just launches into the story about Blanca and Lucas. And Isabel kind of sticks it to Diana. Hey, you won't have a baby with him. He can't love you that. He's not going to love you the same way. It's like, wow, this is like not nice. Right. Right. And Blanca was his one true love, and he hasn't mated since, and that's probably why. And he probably won't mate again. She's just poking her every which way. She's she's testing her. Yeah, I was going to say uh, they're all about tests. Yeah, mm-hmm. and ha- and, then, and taking her to the mirror and, and realizing the situation. Look in the mirror. Look at what the situation you're in. You know, yeah. is this what you want? This is the reality because I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah, and he probably won't mate either. It's forever. It's like oh yeah. Then the story keeps going on. It's like yeah. And by the way, you sure you want to spend your life with a suicidal hot mess? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wow. Way to like not sugarcoat that, mom. Yeah. You know, Isabel, she took her jabs all over the place. And when Diana was like, I'll never leave him. And Isabel's like, oh, yeah, you're going to die. So. And then right after she said that, saved by the villagers, they walked in. And I kind of like this, you know, where Isabel just walks up to the villagers. is like, oh, hello. Yes. To show the village was cool with her. Well, what I thought was so weird was she was wearing a crucifix. Isabel? was? Yeah. Huh. Is that the part that you wanted to go into the spoiler zone about? No, 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 no. No, I just thought, I, and she was wearing it in the next next scene when they're back at the house too. I'm like, huh. Right, you could put you, a, you could see it for show at the church, but is she still wearing it at home? It's Yeah, that's what I thought was odd. But. Oh, okay. No, I didn't notice that. Good point. So the suicide story, that comes out. Hey, nobody knows whether he fell, he lost his footing or he jumped, but we're going to yeah. assume he jumped. And yeah. well, At least that was a spin she put on it just as another reason to dissuade her. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, he loved them so much that he tried to kill himself to join them. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> you want to still want to hit yourself onto that hot You're mess. not suicide worthy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to be disrespectful at all, but it's Isabel was really not nice in the scene. No. No. She <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Yeah, it was. That was that was a big ouch. In all yeah. fairness, she held it together for so long. I mean, and that was her opportunity. Yeah, it really because it was unfair what Matthew did to her, bringing Diana and then leaving her with her. And she could have, you know, he she was entrusted with looking after her safety, her physical safety, and maybe she's seeing this as well. I'm looking after her mental safety too, making sure she's prepared. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Well, and on top of it, not only did he like drop her off there and run off again, it's also kind of like, oh wait a minute, there was no disclosure as far as like how crazy town her situation with her powers was. Right. It's like, surprise! I mean, and Matthew thinks he's doing everything for the right reasons. I'm doing it for Diana, so who can argue with me? But 
he doesn't have any regard for anyone else. No, nope. he's very tunnel vision. He's got his blinders on and he's like that in all things. All things. <laughs> so, yes. Well, what I loved here was a blatant foreshadowing too. expand on that. When Isabel was talking to her about, are you not disgusted by what I did, you know, to save him? Yeah. All right. Turn him. Yep. Yeah. And then, well, and Diana was like, yeah, I would give my blood if I thought it would save him. So, yeah, there you go. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Shh. Don't say anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so we flash to the congregation now. It's the next scene. And Peter's laying down some demands. He wants Diana removed from the clutches, quote unquote, clutches of Matthew and brought to the witches. And him brought to heal because of what happened with Jillian. And we find out that, well, it seems like Jillian's not quite dead yet. No. No. I demand that Diana be removed from the clutches of the de Clermont family and be brought back to the witches. Last night... The equilibrium between the species was further threatened when Matthew de Clermont brutally attacked a witch. Gillian Chamberlain was attacked because she was trespassing on vampire territory. Peter's all, Matthew attacked a witch and Baldwin's all, well, she shouldn't have been trespassing in the lab, whatever, rules are rules. And Agatha's like, vampires are mean. (laughs) (laughs) Agatha is, I I love Agatha and Baldwin because it's kind of like, you know, they're on the side, you could, they butt heads, but they're kind of on the same side. Right. Yeah. yeah they are. Exactly. Which is so funny. So when Agatha's like, uh, the vampires are abusing their power, and it's just a flash of outrage from each member in the scene. And my thing was, when I was watching this, I was like, Baldwin is chairing this meeting, and I'm sure he's thinking, damn you, Matthew. Seriously, every time with you. Seriously, right. dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I just, can't I just have a day? I know. This is why we can't have nice things. God. Well, and we don't even know why the congregation meets or how often, but lately it's only because of this. Only because of this. So back to the circular firing squad and Peter wants to question Diana and bring Matthew to account. Gerbert, of course, is offering his services at this point. And he's like, trust me, I can do better job than that asshole over there, Dominica. <laughs> who, got his, who got his ass beat he didn't say that but he's thinking that he's like he got his ass beat when he tried to get her and Agatha's like uh no I don't trust any of you one of each <laughs> one of each of us should go <laughs> I was born but I wasn't born yesterday You're right <laughs> and Baldwin's like yeah no Septor's my property and I'll go get her thank you very much okay yeah. I, I love how creepy Peter Knox is and everyone's like okay he's creepy I wouldn't have anything to do with him but Gerber is creeptastic and everyone's like oh my god I would so date him in a minute <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay keep me in your thrall Gerber Right. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh dear. So Satu is just sitting there very quietly watching this all play out and making her own plans, man. She's just like, uh-huh. These motherfuckers here. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> so after this meeting, we see Satu waiting for Peter and she's like, look, we got to open her up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Peter's like, no, that's bad. It's bad for her. Bad for the witch who tries. I don't know why I know that, but I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she starts talking about, well, have you thought about talking to, to Jaber? And then he really goes off the reservation. He's like, oh, have you been that. talking to them? And she's like, uh, of course not. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not me. No, sir. And then Peter's like, you keep away from them. Jaber has, you know, he's had a witch in his thrall and he's, Peter's doing everything. Yeah, everything he can. And he, Peter's telling the truth. But for what reasons is he doling out? Well, this he's truth? telling the pieces of the truth yes. that he feels like he wants to reveal. Yeah, totally. So now we're in a new setting altogether. We are with Nathaniel, and he's sitting with his new demon friends that he met I on the love forum. It. The demon dinner. Yes, <laughs> so cute. His new demon friends. How cute! <laughs> and they're all talking to each other like, "Oh, humans know about me." And yeah, the I- witches at uni are cool with me, and. Humans, they should be given the choice to either accept us or not. A couple of witches at uni know what I am. Well, there's a big difference between a couple of witches knowing what you are and all humans knowing. The congregation are running scared. The vampires and witches want to shut us up, keep us on the outside. They're afraid of us. They're afraid of what we might do if we come together, which is only natural. It's how we, we're supposed to be. Uh, and the thing is, not all humans are ignorant when it comes to us. Really? What <laughs> humans yeah, are we Yeah, and it's just that. Like, I've got mates at uni and they're fine. Give me a second. 
I really like that one guy. The bigger guy sitting next yeah, to him? Yeah, the big guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what the big deal is. <laughs> but Sophie shows up. Wait, before we go into that, can you guys explain for the TV viewers? what? Because I see that nonstop on Twitter or wherever. What are demons? What's so special about them? They don't have any powers that it's discernible. Demons what? are very, um, they could be hyper-focused. I would say every kind of disorder, my own explanation is every kind of disorder, well, what's deemed as a kind of a disorder off the beaten path, like a ADD, Anything on, OCD. Yeah, on the spread on the spectrum kind of things. Yes. Um, they have vision. Some of them have visions. Some of them are super focused and they're really, really smart with numbers like Hamish. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody talented as far as art. Music. 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 Super talented. Like to a level that you watch and you're like, I cannot believe this is coming out of this person. Like Prince. Yeah, Prince, Prince is a good example. example of a creative demon playing all those or Michael Jackson who could break songs in his head without being able to play an instrument. Just for me, Steve Jobs. Savant. Yeah. Type thing. Yes. Steve Jobs was a demon to me. Total. Yeah. People Uh, who don't think in, I hate to say normal, but in conventional, conventional, Conventional. thank you, conventional accepted ways and methods. You know what, Gene, I was thinking about this. Our last episode, we were discussing Elon Musk and you said he's crazy. And I'm like, he's a demon though. (laughs) Totally a demon, this guy. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Cause I don't see it. I, I see he's a huckster, but I don't see the spark of creativity with him that you saw with Steve Jobs. I don't know. I see both. I really do. So Br- Richard Branson also beat him to space and stuff hasn't blown up on Richard Branson. Now Richard Branson's a demon. There you go. I would say. See, and that's the thing, people, when you're thinking of a demon, it could be all kinds of things. And you have to wonder, are they a demon in real life? It's, ju- it's not just an art, art focused talent. Right. Cause vampires are kind of obvious. Yes, if they're a vampire. Well, and look, and look at Hamish. Obvious. I mean, Hamish is brilliant in finance and holds a high position in... Well, uh, do you know what it is? Actually, this might be the best way to look at it. Okay. Vampires are preternatural. All of their, your usual human skills are amped up. Mm-hmm. Like, you're stronger, faster. More. Everything's aged, more. Yeah, you're more. Extra. And witches, ha- and witches have powers that they get from other places, from the earth, from the elements. Right. Demons are all about the mind. Yes. Yes. They're, they're super power is how they can use their mind in a different, different, sometimes better, sometimes worse way. Because also don't forget rock stars and serial killers. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like it, it, when you're like sifting for gold or whatever, you have that big sand and it's a big mess and you kind of like shake it and you sift it and you don't know what you're going to get. That's kind of like a demon. Like until it's sifted, you don't know what gifts are there. Exactly. But it's all their mental gifts. Yes. Including the visions. I also yes. believe upbringing is a big part of it too, because yes. as long as you cultivate whatever talents or visions or anything. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing with demons, a lot of humans, when they have these children who wind up demons, they don't know what they're dealing with. So they Mm -hmm. medicate, they try to beat whatever it is out of them and make them conform to society's norms. So that's the big deal. And uh, I think Agatha's thing when demons don't do anything quietly. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's like pretty much true. Yeah. Look at us. Ah. (laughs) So, okay. So back to this. Sophie has shown up and she's had a dream. Her dad was in it and her and her dream telling her that she had to tell the truth. And the witch. Agatha and her dad and the witch. And the witch. And the witch needs a statue. So at this point in time, we're like, what, Sophie? What? (laughs) You just said a whole bunch of words. None of them. Which is very demonic. Yes. Yeah. But it makes it'll make perfect sense later. It made sense to Nathaniel. He was like, okay. He agreed. And then we flash to Diana and Matthew's study and she decides to snoop in the drawers. And I know we have a lot to say to this in this spoiler zone, guys, but well, yeah, I'm gonna have to hold my tongue because there's a lot here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She finds the block that probably belonged to Lucas. It was an old block wooden block Mm -hmm. with an L carved in it. And then she gets into the drawers with the seals. And then she's thinking about Matthew. And then we flash to Matthew, who appears to be thinking about Diana by sniffing a hair. A single hair. (laughs) There's that stocky stuff you like, G. I I love this whole sequence in the lab. I thought it was just, oh, very swoony. Yeah. How are you? Isabel has been keeping me entertained. 
telling me stories about you. Yes, I was afraid of that. According to her, you're a mix between Superman and Lancelot. Well, I try. So he decides to call her and she answers the phone or should I say just picks up and it exhales. <laughs> you know? She didn't even mm-hmm. say hello. She's just like, <sighs> and I'm like, oh, that's sweet. And he, you know, they have a nice little conversation and he's like, how are you? And she's like, oh, Isabeau's been keeping me entertained, know, busy, entertained. Right. And what'd you say? A cross between Superman and Lancelot. Yeah. 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 And I just like this conversation. It was cute until mm-hmm. until Diana's like, uh, OK, so is anything everything OK? And then he kind of goes cold on her. And and it's very similar to how it went on, went down in the books. Yeah. Di- different that, setting. Was, but yes, no. Similar. No Spanish wine, though. Yeah, no. There you go. <laughs> no, but he was drinking wine. He just didn't talk about it. He didn't talk about it. So they hang up the phone, and this spurs him to roll up his sleeves and do some tests. I mean, he doesn't mm-hmm. sleep very much, and he's got time. And so apparently he's doing tests all night long, and they're mm-hmm. playing music. I like the music they played with this. Oh, I like the mu- music, and he just, he was, oh, I just love that scene. There's something about smart guys doing smart stuff that's just sexy. <laughs> <laughs> So, and there was forearm porn, so there was that too. See, you too, Gene, did not have to rely on just the outward beauty of Matthew Good. You liked that he was smart and doing smart things. I know. And then there was the, the forearm porn when he was doing his... You like forearms and hands. I'm a hand girl. Yeah. My hands and arms. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Miriam walks in apparently after all night of working for Matthew and she's like what are you doing and so okay now all the sciencey stuff that he's like I'm doing uh sciencey Science-y stuff, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all the science <laughs> Matthew what are you doing comparing Diane's DNA to pre-11th century witches I already did that program didn't recognize her markers Genetic mutations over the centuries made an exact match impossible, but I compared the actual physical data. The similarities are unmistakable. Take a look. Go on. How is this possible? Everything before pointed to species decline. This changes everything. Everything. <laughs> so in the end, he says, this changes everything. So they're going to run the tests again. And next thing we know, Matthew has got in the Tesla and he's in super speed mode. He's headed back to set tour. And then next thing we know, we're in Matthew's bedroom. Uh, Diana's sleeping. Mart's open up the uh, curtains and say, hey, Matthew's headed back. That was quick. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, Diana. Matthew called for you. He's on his way. <laughs> what are you, you going to sleep forever? Come on. <laughs> I miss, the, the one thing I missed just was her sitting in the chair waiting. Oh, yeah. But we'll get to that at I the know. end. So Mark's telling Diana, hey, girl, Matthew's headed back. And Diana runs outside. Matthew's walking up. And she's just like, say it. I don't know how I see. Okay, here's the thing. As a TV viewer, strictly TV, without the books, would you even know what's happening right there? No. Would you? Yeah, I'd have no clue. I don't think. But when he put his hand up, I think I had a clue because he's he's like, Mm -hmm. there's no going back after this. Yeah, you had a feeling it was forever. Yes. However long forever is. Right. Yeah. Secret. It was very secret marriage kind of stuff. Right. And Diana's like, oh, Isabeau made me understand. I'm like, okay. Okay. Did I miss that conversation? But I digress. No, and that was a good that was a good comment, Gene, about a secret marriage. Because now that you say that, when they put their hands up, it reminds me of the scene in Braveheart where they are getting married secretly and they put their hands together and wrap it with the yeah, cloth. The hand fasting. Yes. Ah, there you go. So they make their little vow to each other, and then he says, Diana, I love you. They kiss, and I guess uh you may kiss the bride. Uh- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isabel's witnessing it, and I can't tell whether she's happy or not. I I think she's just like, oh. Okay, I guess this is done now. <laughs> Time yeah. to strap in. It's not going. Yeah, it was kind of like is our Baldwin on the phone. Yeah. yeah. 
was like, oh, shit. I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're doing it. Oh, my God. They're doing it. Oh, my God. Right. They did it. <laughs> I Damn. Was, I was thinking of like uh, Phoebe on Friends where she goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Like, that's what Isabel was saying. Oh, no. Here we go. So they walk in and Isabel's like, do you know what you just did? And yeah, apparently they do. But I don't know what to what extent Diana really knows right. how far this is going to go. Isabeau tells her, you know, the De Claremont women defend themselves and you'll be no different. And I thought that was perfect. Yep. Yes. Okay. So now we're back in Venice. Oh, and it looks so beautiful. So beautiful. Satu's on her way to go see someone. We figure out it's Gerber pretty quickly because he's with his brass head, Mary Diana. And she's yeah. telling Gerber there are two witches, one light, one dark. One's pretty close. And then yeah. we enter Satu. Uh, I guess fuck Peter in her mind, right? You know? Man. <laughs> She's like, whatever. That whole statutory hall. Statuary, excuse me, not statutory. Statuary (laughs) hall. God, I need more coffee. But that was just such a beautiful shot. That Palazzo using at night just looks... Talk about eye candy. And then we go back to Septor. Isabeau's pretty shook. And she's like to Mart, hey, you think lighting fires that pour the wine's going to help them out? And Mart's like, oh, no, don't worry about them. She loves him. And, you know, she'll figure out a way to use her magic. <laughs> Isabel's like, uh, she better get to hurrying because uh, she needs to quit pretending to be a human. So uh, I was like, yeah, okay. Quit like a human. Right. Then, okay. So now we're up to this scene. Matthew and Diana are up in his room, sip tour. He's showing the results of her DNA test. She doesn't really want care. <laughs> she's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. And he's telling her that she's got every genetic marker that he's ever seen in a that anyone's ever seen in a witch and her magic was restless and wants to get out and she's wigging out because her parents were killed because of the powers and Matthew's like hey don't worry we'll be fine we're together and then he wants to tell her about Oxford and she doesn't want to hear about Oxford and I don't know how much she believes about the powers or if she does she thinks well I'm not going to use them anyway so it doesn't matter yeah that's kind yeah. of the impression she gives she's like eh, I never felt connected to my magic so yeah no big deal yeah no change yeah. here yeah but she doesn't want to hear about Oxford guys she wants to hear about other stuff Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got other things on her mind. <laughs> so the bundling. Can we just discuss this a little bit? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know me. I'm just going to say this. He knew all the buttons went straight for him because that was damn quick. Yeah. The French, damn, yes. The French it's bundling like, is very efficient. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I was kind of hoping for a little more like foreplay there. Yeah. No, he just went for the main event very right, quickly. Right. And she very was, quickly. And she was cool with it. So I kind of like, I kind of like that they were giggly about it. I'll be honest. It was like very, <laughs> but I mean, they were having fun. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like all swoony and stupid and over the top. They were having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's quick. <laughs> a moment of reprieve, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, although although I do question when they blocked that scene, why she was like pushing on his face. <laughs> that was wonder, kind of strange. I wonder if there was a sense of did they or didn't they here. Yeah. I think so. Uh, Maybe. Probably. I don't know. Did they or didn't they? Stay tuned. Let's see. <laughs> well, I can tell you at this point, the books were going, did they or didn't they? Yeah, 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 that's true. Well, and I loved how, I mean, to back up the bus a little bit, the whole scene with his, his palimpsest on his body. Yes. Oh, with the scars. I just love that. With the scars and. I guess they had to make him a little more obvious for TV. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. But they made the point. They did. I liked when she said, I just want to hunt down anybody who ever hurt you. I was like, oh, that's sweet. All right. So now we flashed into another scene. Oh, yeah. The the club with Domenico and Juliet. Yes. Yeah. That was great. Those two have some of the best scenes. Massive chemistry. Chemistry is crazy. I just want, I have shipped them. (laughs) I'm like, it was a short lived ship, but it was a ship nonetheless. Uh, so he spots Juliet and uh, Gerber's going to be disappointed in you. And Juliet's like, ah, wasn't my fault. And Domenico's like, hey, Matthew's got a new woman. Juliet's like, Matthew hates witches. No, not this one. Matthew's mine. And Domenico's just, just oh, yeah. poking her. I mean, there's so much, so so many people like picking at each other in this, this whole adaptation. I just kind of love it. Yeah. Yeah. He's working his own angle as far as using Juliet as a tool to get to Diana. Oh, yeah. And failure 
right here because she's like she refuses to do it without Gerber's permission. She walks out, and Domenico's like, "Damn, that's not going to work." You know, right? Yeah, so, that music on that scene was perfect. Yes, yeah, yeah. So we're back at Septor, and uh, Diana wakes up and decides to give Matthew a kiss. Guess they had a good night of bundling. And she goes out for her run in the courtyard, and then she stops her stretch, and damn. That was cliffhanger was so great. Yeah, it was good. She is snatched out of that yard so fast, and we're it like, was, whoa! It, it did it justice. It was just as good in the book, and it was just as good in the TV show. Yeah, yes. Totally. So, that's it. I mean, that's the end scene. Yeah. Pull out. Awesome. Aerial shot of Septour. Fade to black. Fade to black. Done. Any thoughts before we say goodbye to some of our listeners who don't want the spoilers? <laughs> Damn, that was a good episode. It was a good episode. It was. But not yeah. not for the obvious reasons like, oh, everybody's like, oh, the Blending Link episode is going to be so great and da 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 da. It's like, oh, that was no, just a couple minutes it was of everything it. else. Yeah. There was the hunting and the, oh, in, in the new stuff, the stuff in Venice. It's like, right. me, oh, it's it not all, any one awesome thing. thing. It's the momentum building that just happens yes. with every single episode. Yes. Flowing now. It's going. We're going somewhere. Okay, guys, we're going to head into the spoiler zone. Yep. Those of you who don't want book spoilers should stop the episode now and we'll say goodbye to you. Bye, guys. We'll talk goodbye. next week. Goodbye. Give them a demon kiss, you know, so Mwah. there you go. So you don't feel <laughs> left out. Right. And the rest of you stick with us. Uh, after this break, we'll go into the spoiler zone. Find this show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Contact us. We are at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 360-519-7836. Or leave us one on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Hit us up on social media, and we are at demonsdiscuss or at demonsdomain. Join our Facebook group, Demonic Discussers. The keys to get in are in the show notes. And if you're listening on your mobile device, click the description. It'll be there too. Become a discusser. And there are two ways to do that now. And if you're in the U.S., text ADOW as an ADAL, as in a discovery of witches. So text ADOW to 444-999 or visit demonsdiscuss.com. Scroll down, fill out the form and spammer code, and that's it. You're a discusser. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com to see what we're up to. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Keep Angela alive! So who wants to start with their book what the fucks? <laughs> That's the only way I can um, put it. Well, I, I'm going to start with my big, I'll start with my big one. And it has a lot to do with Isabeau okay. all the way around. I mean, I just wish Lindsay Duncan wasn't playing her so cold. Because I think that the Isabeau in the book, there's a little bit more, even at this stage, there's a little more vulnerability and and fragility there that I don't I just don't get the sense maybe it's just me but she seems to be playing at the cold grand matriarch I did not have a sense of sense of warmth from Isabeau until after she smacked Matthew in the face and said how dare you you know you are my most beloved son and then when she grabbed Diana in the books and kissed her on both cheeks. That's when I started to feel warm from her yeah. reading it. I, I never got the sense that she was warm. She was always. But the fragility, too. I mean, and the other part of my issue is how they just rolled all that stuff into the church scene because hmm. they, they pulled some of the stuff from um, her talk with Philippe. Right. And Shadow of Night and gave that to Isabeau. Mm hmm. Right. And I think, I, I guess I'm afraid because I love the chapel scene with her and, and Matthew where Matthew confesses. I was going to say they didn't go to the chapel to begin with. And now they, I wonder if yeah. they'll return to the chapel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, they kind of like took that scene and repurposed it. And I think to me, took a lot of the power out of the way the scene in the chapel was originally presented in the book. Right. Because in, in the Discovery Witches, you only hear about the chapel. And then in Shadow of Night, mm -hmm. it's a, a meaningful moment when Philippe says, 
where do you think he is every day? You know, and yeah. then you, you find out and you actually go there. Yeah. And he's on his knees on the, on the stone floor. And it's also a church that has no pews because it's a medieval church mm-hmm. and there's nothing right. comfortable or warm about it. And then here you've got her. In modern day, in the yeah, modern it's day of, version. Kind of like a moder- modernish church. And the other thing I thought we're, I mean, she lit a candle and she's wearing a crucifix. And it's like Isabel in the books was never one, it never seemed to be one to even pretend she was anything other than pagan. Right. So I, I, I thought that was kind of a an odd note. Ah, okay. So I was surprised that they brought up, and I guess maybe you have to uh, for TV viewers, but brought up Miriam bringing up the mating. Yeah. You know, calling it right to the forefront that it's mating and y- you don't get to, and she would know, you don't get to choose um, who you mate with. So for her to say, well, I can't believe you've mated with a witch. Well, I get, maybe it is a little bit incredible, but you don't get to choose. And Diana says as much yeah. later on, you don't get to choose who you love. Yeah. Well, but, but the other thing is too, is maybe they've never seen cross species mating. Yeah. Like that too, which is like another reason for her incredulity. Yeah. If you've never seen it before. In the books that we're talking about his behavior in the library and stuff, which granted here, we didn't get to see a lot of that with the shielding and how she goes through the whole, he's exhibiting mating behavior. Yes. True. Because we didn't get those visuals early on for her. So they just kind of had to throw that in where they could. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Here's the big one. All right. Jillian. What the fuck over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? Why is this woman still what the, walking the earth? What's yes. going on? Yeah. What the hell is going on with that? I, yeah. I like the. I definitely like the book version better, where it was definitive, and he'd left her for not to discover. Like I know it was you. Yes. yes. It, there was. It was far more elegant. Yes. His bloody calling card. Yes. Well, bloodless calling card. Yes, this is true. This is true. <laughs> and we didn't find that out till late in the books too where Miriam's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he killed Jillian. And then M's like, what, what, what? Killed Jillian? Oh, my God. So there's a whole, we've got a lot of information in these scenes. And it's like, okay, what are they saving Jillian for? What Yeah, she, what purpose does she have? Nothing, I guess. But we'll see. Um, it's funny how they kind of kill people off, but don't. I mean, Jillian was like on her deathbed. Juliet, yes, for all intents and purposes, she was nice and crispy, but they never went to go look at the body. I have to see it for myself that they're dead. <laughs> I know. Confirm right. this for me, people. <laughs> right. Right. Could she heal from that? There's always a question there, you I know? know? We've seen too many episodes of Days of Our Lives to think otherwise. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh no, she's coming <laughs> Thank back. Thank you. I need to see a body. There needs to be a funeral. (laughs) (laughs) My thing is, Peter is a villain's villain, like full on Benjamin style villain. There's nothing good about him. Awful. And my take from this is Satu is not so much a villain, but a survival, a cornered rat. And maybe not so subtle about getting what she wants. Power is an incentive for her, but I think she wants to use it to protect herself. It's not power for power's sake. Yeah, yeah. And Domenico, who knows what's going on with that dude. <laughs> and I kind of love it. I love it. I love his development, though. Yeah, I love his, this adaptation, Domenico. The adaptation, Domenico, that's not really clear is they make him sound like he's not nobility. Right, right. Like he's a little punk. Like a little, like a little really, punk. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, yeah, you know, but he was the doge. Right. Which is like kind of the opposite of the punk. Right. <laughs> Which has me confused. Uh, my thing is, nobody trusts anybody in that congregation. I'm assuming, I mean, maybe there's that poor dumb witch that's trying to be ethical and he trusts Satu and Peter, right? <laughs> well, I think the three demons trust each other. I, I think I, they look to yeah. Agatha for leadership. Yeah. Because yeah. they always come bounding in like the three musketeers. Right. And she's the one voice covering uh-huh. them. But it, the vampires, though, no. Oh, man. <laughs> It's like the uh, when Domenico talks in the book about yeah when was that the last time I saw you we were we were in Italy and you were you were fighting for the temp the the Templars and France and the Pope and there was right. like a three so the three sided war yeah 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 that's what the three of them sitting there make me think of yeah. Right. So can we get into the bundling a little bit? Though? Sure. Okay. sure. The book, it seemed like this long, dragged out, like a very, I felt like I was laying there, there with them all night while they're talking to each other, fooling around, mm-hmm. doing whatever. This was just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. No yeah. shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
So I, you know, with time constraints, I understand, but I almost would rather have had a fade to black with this. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. In the book, it was more of an info unraveling, not an info dump. And yeah. there was no, there was not even an info dump here. It was just like you said, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. 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 So. There was that, and it's like bundling. What? What? Wait, is that the same as fucking? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I I just don't know. I do have, I guess, the added advantage of having read the books and understanding full on what bundling is. I don't know. I don't know how that conveyed to people who had just watched the TV show and didn't get to the books later. And I guess my I, was it also supposed to be more of a women's empowerment kind of scene. Yeah. Where she took the lead. I would be curious if there's any TV viewers out there who stuck with us this long in the spoiler zone who haven't read the books. What were your thoughts? Yes. Yeah. Write us. Speak pike. Speak, speak yes. Pipe. Yeah, speak, speak pipe. pipe us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Demons discuss at gmail.com or go to speakpipe.com slant demons discuss. And that'll all be in the show notes. So And it could be on any it could be on anything. It could be on the bundling or whatever. Yeah. I mean I I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it seemed like the the, the scene was kind of a political point. It's like a woman taking her pleasure kind of thing more than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew was there to service her. That's what it seemed like. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm not interested in Oxford. Come on, Matthew. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I need a Philip. Hook me up, man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it, it, to me, in a way, that scene was more along the lines of her speech in the book when she talks about, you know, sex was always a, just a physical release for me kind of right. thing. And Right, right. Unless about the emotional tying that went with the touch. And like I said, this one was fun and flirty and fast. Yeah. It was the three fast. Apps. Very fast. I didn't, so I didn't get the, there's true sense that this was that much different, different than what you talked about before. Right. So what did you guys think of the demons meeting together? I loved it. Yes. Uh, me too. Me too. They're not, they're not solitary. They do find and seek yes. each other out. Yes. Which is good. It's good to know. Yes. And I'm wondering why. Okay, remember back with Agatha when she was saying, we're supposed to hang out together. We're supposed, and Nathaniel's like, we're supposed to hang out together. And then Agatha's like, demons never do anything quietly. So when they get together, do they scheme together and come up with all kinds of things that would cause attention to themselves, maybe? So I... Maybe they have a podcast. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) They could start one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they want to keep them quiet for some reason, but I guess they can't keep quiet. They have to get together and it's probably a good feeling. It's like, hey, I'm not alone. Right. You guys are out there with me. So well, do, do you wonder if part of that whole demons can't get together and demons can't do anything quietly is also part of the, the overall hope to by keeping them separate. It keeps them powerless. I think that's a big part of it. I think that's a big yeah. part of it yes. because if, if they all got together with the different talents or abilities they have, what could they do? Sure. Yeah. So cause but. problems for Gerbert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vampires, man, they want to rule. Your is intent on ruling. So, yeah, I don't have anything else. You guys? I have, well, one big thing is what are we going to, when are we going to get to the whole blood rage thing? Mm. Are we going to get to the blood rage thing? Mm. I don't think we can. Because it seems the- to me that the whole. Blood rage thing has been downplayed along with a lot of a lot of the genetic stuff. Well, but it, it, it wasn't in a, way. a discovery of witches, though, wasn't it? Blood rage did not appear in a discovery of witches. It was straight up in Shadow of Night. Yeah, That's until when the we found out about it. Yeah, the Haybarn mm. scene when they had that fight scene. So, oh, well, but, I mean, part of it we did have some like cues with him where he was like. Getting a little bit angry, dark. Angry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that and that's more. You know, the bread. Cr- we don't seem to be getting the bread cr- crumbs True. laid that I would True. have expected. Right. Yeah, he seems very controlled. If anything, yes. Well, we got a little bit. Now that you said that, that just kind of prompted this. We got a little bit from Isabel when she's went after she had turned him into a vampire. He was uncontrollable. Oh, about him going off into the dark. Yeah, play. yeah, yeah. We did get that breadcrumb. That's mm-hmm. true. So, which is probably what made me think. Well, we're you know. Yeah. How are they how are they going to unfold this? I mean, or are they just going to info dump it? I guess. And there's no tea. There's no damn tea. There's no, no damn, damn tea. tea. <laughs> <laughs> 
the damn Where's tea. Where's the damn tea? Right. So we didn't get into the conceptio. We didn't get into any of that. So no. Yeah. yeah. Couple more, couple three more episodes would have done that. I'm telling yeah. you, man. Yeah. Um, oh, well, because I kind of think that's a that's kind of an important thing too. It is, it is actually, yeah, it's a big chunk. Maybe they'll work it in differently. We'll Although see. I don't know how. Well, Mart's gone with her tea now for season two. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> because we've been with the, these books for so long, or for the series for so long. When Isabeau chose a, a fox or caught a fox to eat, I couldn't help but instantly think of Benjamin. That's true. Oh, very good, Benjamin Fuchs. Very true. I, I just, uh, I just wonder where this is all going as far as season two and season three, how they're going to, I mean, I have no doubt it'll be covered very well, but yeah. there's going to be elements that are just going to be left out. It yeah. has to be, you know, so. I love seeing how the puzzle pieces fit together though, because like you said, one scene, it's not the same scene as it was in the books, but they've melded it into another scene and mixed it, you know, gave it to a different person to discuss. It's interesting to see how the adaptation plays out. Yes, very true. True. Did we want to talk about the snooping? Yes. Yes, we did. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Angela, I know this was your favorite scene in the books. One of your I favorites. Know. It's yeah. it, it, just how the yoga scene was for Allie, how it was like five paragraphs or five pages or whatever it was. And it was like so info packed. So was the the snooping. I mean, she, it was just, you found out history of the Declaremonts and of Matthew mm-hmm. individually and of Philippe and of just how intertwined they've been in history. And it was much more abbreviated in the adaptation. Yeah. I, and we lost the vision too. Yes. Her visions. She opens the drawers and sees some seals. What does that yeah. mean to the average person though? Right. The Knights of Lazarus. And she says the Knights of Lazarus of Bethany. Right. And I love how she was wrong in the books at first. She's like, oh, that's the 16th century. Then she's like, oh shit, it's Matthew Declaremonts in initials. Yeah. Right. MDCL. Right. Oh my gosh. So I don't know. I just kept thinking of the Beauty and the Beast scene where Belle's going through the library yes. like you described. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, she finds out so much just by looking at the, the spines of the books and you don't get that. Like you said, it's just a, a quick open the drawer. She knows what it is right away and boom. So it is the TV yeah. viewer. You kind of yeah. lose, you lose the sense she has that building sense of, wow, I'm, I'm in love with a man who has lots and lots of secrets. Don't you think they could have done, I mean, of course, you know, they love, I love the ledgers, but don't you think they could have done it like in a 60 second, like, Boom, 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 boom. She found out all this stuff. like Kind of like an info dump, but like a, yeah, I don't know. All an unraveling. The, yes, an unraveling. We discussed that on our wish list all the way back to episode five of our podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, of course, for me, I would want the ledger scene not to be cut. I mean, it doesn't have to go into detail, like numbers and get all nerdy. But just her discovery, her snooping oh, and the in seals. Matthew's library. The one where she... Yes, and discovering the seal. The one where she found out that the Knights of Lazarus has absorbed the Templars. Yes. Yes, but it was so precise and it was so... It just it was like a trail of breadcrumbs in, that, in the book that... It was like a, it wasn't just one epiphany. It was something led, that led to the next, led to the next. And I don't know how it, they're going to do more, it in because, the series. It could be done very easily visually. I think we you could get through it faster visually as she scans the shelf and just has a voiceover, voiceover a like, visually thing. Yeah, yes. with a voiceover yes. ex- explanation, that'd be perfect. Perfect. There, look at us solving all these TV problems. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. It could have been done in two minutes, I think. But hey, we got what we got. Maybe yeah. they'll go into it a little bit more in Shadow of Night. I think they'd have to. And next season, I keep saying Shadow of Night. I mean, season two. So yeah, maybe they'll elaborate a little bit more about the nights. We'll see. I we'll hope see. So. Well, they kind of have, I, I would hope they kind of have to since you've got Walter. Yeah. And yellow glass and Right. And then you flash forward to a little bit later in this season where we got Baldwin who explains yeah. the purpose of the knights. So yeah. stand by for that. Stick a pin in that, guys. Woo. That's coming. <laughs> That's my that was my wish list. There you go. Woo-hoo. So I think we can wrap this up, guys. Yeah, sounds it good. Sounds, sounds good. good. Bye everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Demon kiss. Bye. 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 Demons Discuss and Demons Domain are independent and not affiliated with Bad Wolf, Sky One, Sundance Now, and Shudder. Clips of the TV show and soundtrack are used for the purpose of commentary only. 
The soundtrack is an original score by Rob Lane and the Chamber Orchestra of London. The soundtrack is available for purchase on iTunes. iTunes.